You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. best thing that can happen in a family, best thing that can happen in a community, best thing that can happen in a city, in a country, is to live in unity and peace and love. But therein lies the challenge, and it's a great challenge. Why is it such a challenge? Because there's so many things that potentially divide us. So many things, potentially to divide a husband and a wife, a son and a daughter. Paul's greatest joy was to hear that his children were walking in the truth and in faithfulness. They were welcoming brothers, teaching the truth of the gospel, and showing hospitality in a manner worthy of God. Today, Pastor Danny is teaching on this unity among believers and will encourage you to remain in united friendship with other believers. It's better to have peace, love, and harmony than strife, discord, and pride. It's good and refreshing for a body of believers to remain united in belief. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of 3 John as he begins his message, What's in a Name? We're in 3 John now. The end of 3 John, it says, Greet the friends there by name. He said that, and then early Wednesday morning I got up and I was thinking about it, and I felt like the Holy Spirit kind of leading me as I read through 3 John again and thought about that ending. What's in a name? If I read these different names to you, but if I said, for example, uh, Saddam Hussein, and immediately you have thoughts. If I said Osama bin Laden, Hitler, Bonnie and Clyde, O.J. Simpson, Nelson Mandela, Billy Graham, Richard Nixon, Jimmy Carter, Marilyn Monroe, Marilyn Manson, Tim Tebow, Muhammad Ali. Now, I could just go on with different names of of people that, that most of us know something about. And when I say those names, we have some feeling, some thought. Why do we think the things we do about people when we hear their name? It's because of their reputation, perhaps. It's because of their life that we know about, perhaps. It's because of their character. Many of the names of people to whom John writes, this little epistle of Third John created fond feelings in John's soul. No less than six times in this little epistle, he employs the word friend. Four out of the six times, he says, dear friend. Verse 1, the elder, that would be John. To my dear friend Gaius, whom I love in the truth, dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. That probably implies that Gaius is not doing completely good physically. And John's praying, I pray you do as well physically as you're doing spiritually. Gave me great joy to have some of the brothers Come and tell about your faithfulness to the truth and how you continue to walk in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Dear friend, 
You're faithful in what you're doing for the brothers, even though they're strangers to you. They've told the church about your love. You will do well to send them on their way in a manner worthy of God. It was for the sake of the name that they went out, receiving no help from the pagans, unbelievers. We ought therefore to show hospitality to such men so that we may work together for the truth. I wrote to the church, but Diotrephes, who loves to be first, will have nothing to do with us. So if I come, I will call attention to what he is doing, gossiping maliciously about us. Not satisfied with that, he refuses to welcome the brothers. He also stops those who want to do so and puts them out of the church. Dear friend, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. Anyone who does what is good is from God. Anyone who does what is evil has not seen God. Demetrius is well spoken of by everyone and even by the truth itself. We also speak well of him, and you know that our testimony is true. I have much to write to you, but I do not want to do so with pen and ink. I hope to see you soon, and we will talk face to face. He said the same thing in the letter of Second John. Then he ends this way, peace to you. The friends here send their greetings. Greet the friends there by name. Dear friend, the, the word dear Translated dear here is translated differently in one of the Gospels that mentions the Father speaking audibly from heaven about his son Jesus. And it says he spoke audibly and said, this is my beloved, there's the word, dear. This is my dear son in whom I am well pleased. The dear friend's name is Gaius. People I read, scholars, commentators, suggest that in this day Gaius was a very common name. So we don't really know which Gaius this is. Uh, I'll just throw some scriptures out real quickly. Acts chapter 19, 29. Uh, soon the whole city, Ephesus, was in an uproar. The people seized Gaius and Aristarchus, Paul's traveling companions from Macedonia. Acts chapter 20, verses 4 and following, says that that same Gaius, when they left Ephesus after the riot started in the city, uh, and they travel on in their ministry uh, duty and missions ministry that Gaius traveled with Paul after that. Don't know if he's the same Gaius. Uh, Romans chapter 16, verse 23, Gaius, whose hospitality I and the whole church here enjoy, sends you his greetings. And then there's a Gaius mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 14. Uh, Paul says, I'm thankful I didn't baptize any of you except Crispus and Gaius. Now, it really doesn't matter which Gaius it is. It's a Gaius that has a very close relationship with the apostle John and the apostle John had a pastoral authority in Gaius's life. That's clear from the epistle. Gaius had shown hospitality to some brothers that he did not know personally. They were strangers to him. They were on some kind of missionary journey, some kind of missionary trip, a ministry trip. They were well spoken of. The leader, most likely, of that group is a guy named Demetrius, most likely. He's mentioned in the epistle. And this group and Demetrius is vouched for by the church at large and by John the Apostle himself. Let me read one more time the ending. The friends here send their greetings. They greet the friends there by name. And as those names were mentioned, again, warm feelings because of unity and because of friendship as believers. 
And listen, there's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. Psalm 133, you might want to turn to it. It's a short psalm, but boy, one of the best I know of. Psalm 133, and here's what it says. Verse 1, how good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. It's like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down upon the collar of his robe, speaking of anointing. It's as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion. That's refreshing. For there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. There's another proverb that says, it's better to have a dry morsel and peace than a house full of feasting and strife. Hey, best thing you can have in a family is peace and unity and love. But you could be rich beyond measure. You could live in a mansion. You could drive the nicest cars. But if you got no peace, no unity in the family, you'd rather just have the dry morsel. You'd trade in all that just to have the unity and the love. Best thing that can happen in a family, best thing that can happen in a community, best thing that can happen in a city, in a country, is to live in unity and peace and love. But therein lies the challenge, and it's a great challenge. Why is it such a challenge? Because there's so many things that potentially divide us. So many things, potentially, to divide a husband and a wife. A son and a daughter. Unfortunately, in this letter, there's mention of one name that did not evoke warm feelings in John the Apostle. His name is Diotrephes. It's the only time his name's mentioned in the Bible. So all we know about Diotrephes, we get from 3 John. And just a, three verses in 3 John, 9, 10, and 11. But we can learn a lot about him from those verses. And God recorded diatrophies for us here so that we will learn, listen, we will learn to not follow his example. Not follow his example. And the first thing we know about him from the text, he was exclusive. What do I mean by that? He refuses to welcome the brothers. He also stops those who want to do so and puts them out of the church. So He's probably a pastor, uh, at least the chief elder in whatever congregation he's over, and he's got tremendous authority there, some, the kind of authority that can put people out of the church. The follower of Jesus will face trials in this life, as the recipients of John's third letter knew. John, however, wanted to encourage them, and by extension, you. Though you'll face opposition as you share the gospel, you need to hold on to the truth and act according to God's standard. You can, with the help of the Holy Spirit, be a source of light in this dark and seeking world. As you continue to walk with Jesus, remember to let other Christians support you and be an encouragement to them too. Community helps sustain the body of Christ. If you've yet to find a church community to call home, we'd like to invite you to join us at Calvary Chapel Fellowship. We're located in the St. Petersburg area, and we meet each Saturday and Sunday for worship and fellowship. 
You'll be able to find all the information you need at our website, ccfstpete.church. If you'd like to hear more of Pastor Danny's teachings from this book or others, you'll find those on our YouTube channel. Just follow the link at our website and be sure to subscribe so that you never miss a new edition of The Living Word. Our website again is ccfstpete.church. If you have any questions or would like to share a prayer request, please reach out to us. You can email us at info at ccfstpete.church. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks for tuning in and we hope that you'll join us again right here on The Living Word.